And welcome back to Legit Bat. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. We're doing a post-election, well, I guess mid-election aftermath show with Dangerous World, Ron from New England, and Chaz of the Dead. Ron is going to be coming out with a new podcast soon called Wicked World. I think that's what it's called. Fuck. But we're going to keep this short and get right into it. Enjoy the chat. Hit us up on Instagram at Legit Bat Podcasts, and we'll see you next time. Legit Bat, are you there? We are here. Beautiful. We can hear him. And then is Ben coming along? No. Ben is no. He, about- he, caught, he caught a bad case of the non-Ronas, so he's not going to be here. <laughs> okay. What about, what about Ben? the clap. <laughs> so we're not going to go? Just this group, okay. Yeah. I great rock. So we'll do the same kind of thing as last time. Um, wanted to get into, we'll do introductions real quick. Uh, you guys can plug your socials, social medias, and then uh, we're probably going to have to break at least once, possibly twice at this point. So we'll see what's going on. You guys let us know about your time limits, too. We're done. This is the last recording for the night, and this is obviously the meatiest one if we want it to be. So, you know, you guys just let us know when you got to check out, especially at those break times. So um, if we're good. I, I think, think we're, we the, we're the Everybody earliest good. here. Yeah, we're good. We're yeah. the earliest here. So we'll pro- probably be the uh, last to go. Okay. So uh, same thing as last time, guys. We just wanted to crack right into this thing. Uh, let's go around the horn with the shady bunch, as I like to call us. So we're just going to start it in the way that I see you all. My dad in the top left. Plug your socials. Plug all your stuff. What do you got going on, sir? I don't really have a website or anything, but uh, at P. Dean on Parlor, that's the new hot thing, so that's where I'm at. Oh, yeah. Ron, you're next, buddy. What's up? Hey, everybody. It's Ron from New England. You can find me on Instagram at Ron from New England. Come on over and give me a like, give me a follow, and... uh, You'll enjoy some of my upcoming content. Uh, coming soon is the Wicked Planet podcast. Not quite sure when, but within the next couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to that, and I want people to check that out as well. Oh, yeah. Chaz, what do you got going on, dude? What's up with that hot-ass book? Hey, guys. Um, Chaz at Chaz of the Dead on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Of course, chazofthedead.com. And my book is out now, Paranormal Expeditions, Hunt for the Friendship. Um, it's been getting some good reviews. It's been making a lot more waves than I expected. Uh, so it's it's pretty good. exciting. Check it out on Amazon. Hell yeah. Congratulations on the release, man. And then last but not least, Legit Bat. Uh, you guys left the wet blanket at home this time. He's not going to fuck me before he wines and dines me on this one. So what's going on with you guys? Hey everyone, it's Legit Bat, Joe and Jen Hodgson here. Uh, ben couldn't make it, he's sick. Uh, like I said, with the non-Ronas, he actually did get tested, and he doesn't have it, so he's going to live, he's going he's gonna to pull through. But you can find us on uh, Instagram at Legit Bat Podcast, Facebook at Legit Bat Pod. I think that's about it, nobody uses email anymore, so hit us up on one of those. <laughs> true, true. Well shit, we've got a lot to get into, man, this election kind of like we predicted was going to be a shit show. 
Um, I think the more right-leaning people actually thought that Trump was going to win in a landslide despite a lot of fraud, despite a lot of shady shit going on. Uh, I wanted to get into quite a few topics here. Brandon, you're already chiming in. What's I just, going on? I really wanted to make sure uh, I said to everybody, happy Veterans Day, everybody. Happy Veterans. I, I bring that up not, uh, not just because of the fact that uh, I think I and a number of local courts all, all, all over the country, especially in the swing states, have been hearing the types of bullshit that you guys are about to spew out. And also, <laughs> just to remind you that I'm the only fucking service member here, and I fought for your goddamn freedom. So let me, and if you disagree with me on this podcast, you hate America, you hate freedom. Sorry, let me rewrite. Let me re- say that again. Okay I, okay. Rode, I rode on a boat for a long time for your freedom, for your rights, you fuckers disagree with me here on this podcast. It's because you hate America. You hate freedom. Who y'all bitches? <laughs> that yeah, was really, really interesting. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. really scared me right there. Listen to that tough military voice I'm right just, there. I'm just happy that Brian isn't here because if he was, that, that whole argument would have just fallen down. <laughs> I'm just yeah, glad Brian to hear all the tolerance. Brandon, Brandon, oh, where so- are you from Yes, yes, on the uh, fast attack submarine, the SSN 722 out of uh, Pearl Harbor, the Key West, baby. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I see his little certificate up there. Maybe nuclear power training command. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. I'm just, I'm just fucking around. You guys can continue spewing whenever you want to. Well, so <laughs> I just want to point out this thing that, you know, this simple, simple fact. And I want to kind of get through some simple stuff first, and we'll get into con- some of the more conspiratorial topics. But at this point in 2016's election, the previous administration, the Obama administration, was already doing a full-fledged FBI-sponsored investigation into the Trump administration coming forward, right? And that wasn't really a big deal to the mainstream media, but you know, the people that are trying to call for a recount or an audit on these votes are considered unpatriotic or stubborn. So, you know, and then not to mention, there was more effort going into Bubba Wallace's uh, false flag thing than there is into this false flag shit right now, right? Dad, you're a big NASCAR fan. You know, that that kind of made NASCAR look like a bunch of pussies at that point, right? So, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate. Go ahead. Being PC and virtue signaling, and uh, you know there was probably more attention put on the the Biden bus leaving Texas with a Trump caravan behind them than than the guys paying to this So yeah, it's just a shit show, basically, and I'm over it. It is. It is. And we're going to get into, um, you know, some of the things, you know, I, I sent you guys a couple of, uh, you know, interesting little tidbits and we've been having our fun little group chats and stuff. But, you know, there's some, you know, a list of accomplishments that I kind of wanted to get into from Biden. So he got into politics back in 1973. Right. That's when he entered politics. Didn't accomplish anything until 1977 uh, when he started fighting to keep schools segregated. Right. He wanted to keep blacks and whites separated. Uh, That was what he started out making his big claim in politics doing. Also, a big gap from 1978 all the way to 1983 when uh, Biden taxes Social Security. So that was his next big thing. Nothing going on from uh, 84 to 88 when uh, he ran for president but had to end it after getting busted for plagiarism in his speech. So that was his, his you know, next little big crack into politics. And then, uh, you know, in 1997, 
almost ran for president, but not quite really didn't do shit. And then we have a huge, huge gap in, you know, just really literally doing nothing all the way up until 2008 when he called his president, his boss, Barack Obama, the first clean and articulate mainstream African-American. Right. So he's a good guy. Right. This is someone that we can really get behind as everyone that is trying to really, you know, support integration, which I think, you know, this this happened back in the 60s. Uh, you know, Harris isn't much better, right? I mean, Harris locked up a lot of people in California. Uh, I saw a really interesting mural of prisoners that uh, she actually blocked evidence to get them off death row and out of prison in general. So uh, I'm just going to open up the floor to you guys, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll start cracking into some stuff. So anyone that wants to jump in, go for it. Well, I'll go ahead and jump in. Um, you know, I just need the slightest prompting. Uh, I think that, uh, of course, you know, you're pulling up the, the his pro-segregation record. Um, and those were the same years, about the same years Donald Trump was denying housing to black people in New York at his, uh, at his properties. So I think that's a, a, a strange similarity those two have. And I actually think as, the, um, as this administration goes on, we're going to see a lot of similarities between the, the two. I think this is, um, I think Biden's going to embrace the power of the executive order that Trump's kind of laid out. And he's going to use it to, to push his agenda and kind of bypass uh, the Congress. Um, so I think uh, in going uh, background wise, I think uh, not much is going to, to change uh, other than that our European allies are a little more comfortable because Trump was always a bit of a wild card. At least they know uh, uh, Sleepy Joe will will play exactly how he they want him to. So let me just say that big big uh, point. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, Obama was pretty handy with a pen and a phone with executive orders, so you can't really put that whole thing on Trump exclusively. I mean, Obama did the old pen and phone thing, so that's. Uh, I think Obama actually had more executive orders than Trump did, uh, you know, yeah. maybe in the first four years. So, yeah, Obama wasn't afraid to use the executive orders uh, for sure. But neither is Trump. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, a lot of the things that Trump did actually was for the good of everybody. You know, I, I just uh, and you got to remember back in the 70s, the whole racial thing was a lot different than it is now. I mean, Joe Biden said some pretty rotten things. Uh, and I mean, in his videos all over the Internet that shows that. But uh, but, you know, it's, it, a lot has changed since then. I mean, anybody that's really prejudiced now or is politics or whatever really has their heads up their ass, to be honest with you, in my view. But uh, <clears throat> but I, I, I said in the other show we did uh, before the election night, that Biden really has done nothing. He has done nothing. And, and, uh, and to think that that's the best that the Democrat Party could come up with. And of course, you know, they're showing all these votes and Biden allegedly won and all this. Uh, and that's why we're here tonight, right? We're going to go over some of the conspiratorial things or one of the reasons why that the, the vote has come out to be in Biden's favor, which is a total surprise to the 75 million people that voted for Trump. Uh, but it'd be interesting. There's a few subjects that we can get into. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to get your opinion, Joe and Jen, right now. But just going back to what Chaz said real quick, 
um, you know, like you know, like we all know, Biden has been in government for a long time. And, you know, maybe Trump was a little bit prejudiced back in the day, maybe, but he wasn't in government. He's been in government for almost four years at this point. Right. Maybe. Right. So, you know, with this being said, Trump, since he's been a politician, has been very, very pro minority. You know, he actually lost a lot of white people, white Republicans votes, but he gained women's votes, uh, housewives votes, obviously, uh, almost one in the same. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of black people voting for him, a lot of Mexicans and even Asians. And, uh, you know, it's just a it's a really interesting dynamic. So uh, what, are, what are your guys kind of opening thoughts, Joe and Jen, on the whole thing? I, I think you can dig up dirt on anybody if you want to. And politicians are pretty easy to do that with. They're in the public eye so much. Trump uh, is Trump. So it's easy to dig up whatever you want to on him. I don't. I don't see what that has to do with this election in general. I think it's very strange, like Ron said, that that was the DNC's top pick is Biden, of all people. But if you if you want to subscribe to the idea that he is cheating or cheated this election, even if it's not him directly, do you think the DNC maybe didn't do the same thing when he was running against uh, Bernie in the primaries? Maybe that's why he's yeah, absolutely. the nominee. That's that. Yeah, that's that hammer software that the FBI is talking about. They actually like kind of manipulate votes at a 30% margin, uh, which got Joe Biden elected over Bernie Sanders. Dude, uh, uh, an election between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump would have been very fucking interesting. A, a, a debate is at least all I wanted to see. They have yeah. a comedy, comedy central special about this shit. Man. Yeah. Both angry old New Yorkers. <laughs> and I mean, you know, Bernie Sanders is a New York Jew. He's going to live forever. Right. I mean, it's a very interesting fucking thing. So uh, I wanted to get into some uh, into some of the anomalies going on with the states. Um, you know, we've got Virginia called with less than one percent of the vote that at the time when it was called for Biden, um, Alaska still not done yet. There's not that many people up there, you know, supposedly 75 or 80 percent of the votes counted. What the hell is going on with that? I, I will say with that, their explanation at least is that there's a whole bunch of, of, of unpaved roads that it takes a long time to drive out there. I don't know how that breaks down. Paul, well, you had something to say. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Alaska, I think, was called today. So Trump got those three powerful electoral votes. <laughs> yeah, and North Carolina. Yeah, no kidding. Like, why, why did it take... Yeah, yeah, North Carolina too. But why did it take so long? You know, and then Arizona's still not done. They're a first, first out. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, Arizona's still not done 100 percent, but, uh, you know, with North Carolina being done, it, that was a two percent lead for Trump. Uh, and then, you know, Arizona gets called later with a point five percent difference or less at this point for Biden, supposedly by Fox News, by the way. Yeah, which which is very interesting. But this is, again, what we were talking about, you know, Joe and, and Ron, we were talking about this a lot where, you know, this is why it's kind of easy to support trump is because we've never seen uh, a presidential candidate get just slaughtered by the media right and so you know we hate the media so if, if the media is saying one thing let's kind of go the other way with it um you know supposedly wisconsin had a major glitch removing uh over twenty thousand votes from biden uh this isn't a, a for sure thing but there's a similar glitch in georgia going on right now uh similar to arizona that is where the margins are very very shady so Chaz, what were you saying um i just had a, a point to your your comment about the the media coverage 
Um, and this is a thing that's, that's brought up a lot, especially in this area of kind of, you know, the conspiratorial minded people um, about the, uh, you know, attacks on Trump. And it does make him seem like an outsider. Um, but I think it's a, a kind of a false uh, equival equivalence there. I think that um, Obama was attacked in kind of a similar manner, but by lesser outlets, because these, these outlets before Trump were, were kind of minor. But you, you had Alex Jones and Breitbart calling, uh, you know, uh, Obama a, a radical Muslim terrorist and, you know, saying that he's, he's lying about his religion and uh, calling Michelle Obama a man and stuff. And, you know, some really brutal, you know, below the gut punches. Uh, but those those I stand outlets, behind the Michael Obama. <laughs> those those outlets are were just underreported in in their time, and I do agree that there's definitely a liberal slant to to media. So I think the the attacking we're seeing is um, it's the same level of attacks. It's just from more sources, just because more sources have that that bent. I don't think it's a particularly uh, unique situation here which a lot of people feel it, it is uh when it comes to donald trump i think the the attacks are about equal um and i think to a degree that's how it should be when we're discussing the president we should discuss his worst aspects because we should hold him to the highest standard of any human being um it's the the most important job uh in the world arguably and uh it, he, we should treat it like that and it should always be that that kind of degree uh, so part of me is happy we have Biden there because the the conspiracy community can kind of uh, unite a little bit because we all I think we all agree he's um, kind of a, a, a shit he's got a shitty reputation um, and he's got a, a shitty group of people behind him but um, I think we we can move on past this Donald Trump step and hopefully realize that he was kind of shitty for us too that he didn't pay out like he promised. Um, and that he's going to make a bunch of money off of this, and, and the rest of us are are more or less where we left off. <laughs> to that point, where how's your how are you guys uh how you guys still feeling about that wall? By the way, well they're working on it. <laughs> you know that they are working on that thing. And no, you know honestly, dude, a, a Biden Harris administration would be great for our podcast, but it would be horrible for the country. And I'm going to tell you, I'd rather have the country do a lot better because. Dude, we've had a, an incredible economic recovery. Uh, you know, a lot of people will say, like, well, Biden and Obama were in charge during 2008, uh, or, or I should say from 2008 to uh, 2016, slowest economic recovery since World War II. And, and even CNN, you know, says this. And the way that they were doing this was quantitative easing, which, you know, it's just literally printing money and pumping it into the stock market. Now, during the times of COVID, which in my opinion, COVID is, and this is kind of like a, a far out there theory, you know, imagine that on this podcast, but it's kind of, uh, in my opinion, it's possible that it was to eliminate old voters get them out of the way. And then, you know, as Rand Paul said, there was like 1.2 million dead people that got $1,200 stimulus checks. You know, those motherfuckers got votes too. That's a lot of fucking people that a got stimulus checks and B are likely Democrat voters at this point. So this is what we're going to get into with the dominion voting systems, uh, which has Clinton found uh, funding 
So, I mean, that, that's a very, very slippery slope to go down when you're going to talk about, uh, you know, the COVID deaths and the economy and, and who was better for the economy. I think that if Biden won by, a, a, you know, a, a, in a real election, if Biden actually did win, it's because of the misinformation that people get that Democrats actually look after citizens health. Dad, do you have anything to say about that? Um, yeah, it's, it's just hard to, for, for me anyway, to think rationally about this because the way that the left has basically destroyed every institution in this country, the election being the most sacred of them, um, it just really... Give some other examples. Well, I mean, the NFL, you know, sports in general, they brought BLM in and it just, they politicized literally everything. Um, You know, people look at sports as an escape. They look at movies as as an escape. Hollywood's become so political that it's, uh, it's ruined. You know, I can't remember the last time i went to a movie and just you know watching football games isn't the same even college football you know knowing some of the coaches have become so whipped by this deal and uh it's just disgusting to me and it, it has made me really lose interest you know i voted every year since i was 18 um it's a it's a sacred deal in the United States. I really believe it is. And this election has pretty much ruined it for me. You know, it's like why? Why why do it if if the cheating, you know, whether they want to whether they uncover it or not, it's pretty obvious. I mean, they did a really shitty job of cheating. Um when you have 138,000 boats showing up at the mil- in the middle of the night in Michigan, every single one of them for Biden. Um, and an important thing to add to that, Paul, <clears throat> is that on a lot of those ballots, Biden is the only one that was checked right. off. There were no doubt. None, none of the lower, the lower, uh, uh, the lower uh, people that were running. No votes for any of those. Right. It's just like they got to do this fast. Let's just all mark, all mark the Biden, send them, mark them, send them. <clears throat> and when we get into it a little bit more, I didn't mean to interrupt, Paul, but uh, no when we get into talking about the Dominion machines, I have some interesting, uh, some interesting theories there. Yeah, I'm just yeah, really what about you? by the whole deal. You know, I, I saw, uh, I know a few of us here voted for a third party. And I saw a stat from Arizona the other day. It was Biden at 49.5, Trump at 49, Joe Jorgensen at 1.5. 1.5, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Trump gets, you know, a half of those, which he would get more of probably. It's it's a Trump race, but... uh, you know, it's that third party deal. It's really attractive to think to vote that way, just to to send a message, so to shake say. Shit shake 
it just really fucks things up. <laughs> well, everybody knows that a third party yeah, candidate it, it, splits it, the vote no matter what. <clears throat> it's it it is it is a pain, and I even texted you, Ryan, about this that I or the next the, the morning after election day that I'm not happy with how close this was. I was expecting a. Uh, hoping for a much bigger win to make this more decisive but the fact that the joe jorgensen voted like bill B- uh, biden is going to have uh, uh joe jorgensen to thank if this if this comes down to it you know what i mean and, yeah, and exactly. i mean we, it came down to 107 votes or so thirty thousand in particular swing states in, in in different states in 2016 i mean um you know trump had the same to thank for was it was it, was it johnson or was uh who else was running for the Green Party about that? About Jesse that Ventura? Yeah, yeah. But, and Jesse the, Ventura fucking ran, too. Yeah, I don't know if anyone knows that. But. Kanye West this time. And I mean, to, to further that idea, it makes it tougher because the every economist will tell you that the president's effect on the economy is important, but it is not determinative. And I know that that is difficult for both things to be. It's hard to conceptualize how both things can be true at the same time. But the number one thing that people vote on is the economy. I just don't see that. I mean, we are in the midst still. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty good recovery, but it's a recovery from 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 pretty fucking low. Obviously, you know, Obama had a, a a mediocre recovery, and Trump took it over at a decent point, and it went up record numbers. Well, and again, just to give you the mainstream uh, media explanation for that, and then I'll shut up for a little bit. But it's because this economy has become more globalized, right? So it's it's a it's a more it's a heavier weight to lift when you're getting when you're recovering from a worldwide financial crisis than you are by a nation by nation shutdown that is by the way artificially made right like trump is the one who who shut these down these are the one these these were these were the guys who are shutting you down and who are uh, hoping to hook you guys up all with uh, with vaccines as soon as possible before he gets out by the way so yeah jen you haven't talked in a while or i don't think you've talked yet uh, you know i know you said you voted for for joe jorgensen um, what are your thoughts on on just the, the sloppiness and the nasty way that this election has been handled so far? Well, that's the exact reason I voted for Joe Jorgensen. So, I mean, I'm not the choice is between an 80 year old man and an asshole. I just am like, no, I'm not doing that. I mean, they're not going to vote at all or I'm going to vote third party. So that's where I stand on that. I hope yeah. I end up. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> 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 no no she's fine um joe what about you man what about how the whole way this has just been wildly mishandled i mean it's, it seems like government to me yeah it, of course yeah it, it goes down the same way everything else the government handles very shittily i mean between the the government mismanagement yeah, of all this and, and then on top of it the media spinning it however they want it's bound to look like this like this right. is what we get Yeah, it's, it's rough. We've got 10 minutes. So, Chaz, go for it. Uh, well, I had a couple points. The first on the, the third party, um, I just want to say one, uh, uh, good job. Nice try, Mrs. Jorgensen. Uh, but she did do about half of what Gary Johnson did. Um, he got 3.4% of the national vote in 2016. Um, and if you cut those votes in half, and who knows how that would shake out. But if you cut those votes in half, Hillary Clinton would have won the 2016 election. So it's very um, easy to, to point at the third parties and blame them. The Democrats were doing it last time. 
Um, so I, I think that's a, a low, a low argument. It's 1.6%. Um, and that, again, that's half of what was in 2016. So the parties did do a good effort at winning those, those votes. Um, the second point was, and I'm going to do this to be a little controversial, is I have a, a, a stat here pulled up from AP News. Um, and I know you might call it fake news. But this is about the number of ballots in question directly from Trump's lawsuit. And that is 592 ballots, none of which have found any evidence of fraud so far. So I know this, this conspiracy going on about out fake voting and these kinds of things. Uh, the, the Trump administration themselves could only find about 592. And if you look at previous elections and previous examples, that's about you know, around a thousand or less is usually what comes up uh, legally every time an election occurs. You know, um, as they say, when defending police officers, uh, a couple bad eggs, <laughs> a couple rotten apples. Um, and that's, that's kind of what it, it appears to be. Um, so if there is this grand conspiracy, uh, Trump's legal team really needs to, to step on it because they're doing a pretty shit job of it. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. No, I I, uh, I do think if you believe the Associated Press, you should wrap your dick around a hot soldering iron. Uh, <laughs> just, you funny. know, just to, just to let that go. Well, well let's, let's, let's get into the, the specifics here, man. So, so Pennsylvania, from what I understand, is the one where the most v uh, votes, and this isn't all Biden votes, this isn't all Trump votes, has the most to lose or gain here because they were worried about 10,000 votes that arrived at 8 p.m., I think it was the day after election day or three days after election day, sometime in then, where if you if, if they receive the ballot after that time, uh, you they, they don't count that. Uh, the Trump administration is saying, no, no, you should fucking allow those because they voted before, even if these are overseas vets, especially the enlisted folks who lean very, very hard to the right. Um, you guys should let those in. So so Pennsylvania, what's what's aside from that lawsuit? What's the weirdest thing you guys have been hearing coming out of that? Um, uh, Joe and Jen, if, if you guys know anything about the, uh, uh, excuse me, Pennsylvania, let's let's hear it. All I know is that uh, apparently Philadelphia is a shit show like all the time. I haven't heard much specifics about that except for I th it actually might have been Michigan. So scratch that. But there's apparently some affidavits coming out tomorrow, 20 to 30 of them per subject of what was happening, you know, in in the ballot or the counting stations or whatever they're doing. I mean, we all saw those videos of the covering the windows and all that. But I, I don't really care about that because I saw that on a mainstream site. So that is whatever it'll be. But. I just remember seeing a, a, a lot of affidavits coming out. Apparently tomorrow, we'll all find out then, I guess. Yeah, Jen, you're from the Northeast there. You have, you have any insights there? I'm, well, I'm from Massachusetts, but yeah, I know a lot of people who voted for Biden just because they hate Trump. Basically, my entire family, every single human I know on the East Coast, it's all over their Facebook feed. And I don't know. I'm not saying there is not fraud. I just know a shitload of people who voted for Biden and... Literally not because he's great, just because they hate Trump so much that they just decided, you know what, I want this guy out. I'm voting for this 
80-year-old, I don't give a fuck Which if is the same sentence, I want this asshole gone. That's their opinion. I see it all over social media. So. It's the same reason people voted for Trump in 2016, because they just didn't want Hillary in there. I don't think a lot of people knew what was in store for them with Trump, good or bad, but they just didn't want fucking Hillary in there, so they voted Trump. And I think the same kind of thing happened this year with Biden, because they know what Trump is now, and apparently over half of the country voted for Biden, which I find ridiculous in itself. I think that the votes for Biden were really votes for Harris. So, Jen, did anyone that you were talking to that was supporting Biden, how, what are their feelings on Harris, or do you know? Oh, they love her. <laughs> there's so many memes and posts about, yeah, but it's about how great Joe Biden is, but also a lot about Kamala Harris and how she's this. It, there's a meme with showing, like, a shadow of a young I assume black girl and then but it was Kamala Harris walking and it was like the shadow in the background and and they, they wrote chills and I was like what? yeah because she was about to lock <laughs> so her up stupid. yeah yeah we don't we don't care that Kamala Harris is not black at all so Ron uh, what are your thoughts on Philadelphia you're a, a New Englander right so wh what the hell is going on up there well, the thing that I had seen, uh, and mostly everything that we're hearing is actually coming out of not just, you know, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania in itself, if you look at the if you look at the uh, voting map, is is mostly red, uh, with the exception of uh, Pittsburgh, which really surprises me because that's a steel city, right? That's the number one steel city. That and Bethlehem in Pennsylvania, but but the biggest problem is uh, Philadelphia. So. Uh, you know, we've all seen the stories, even mainstream media, but we've seen stories on alternative news sites as well, uh, where I believe it was Pennsylvania that Judge Alito uh, ordered uh, the voting executive people or whatever you call them there to let uh, Republican or GOP uh, people in to watch the ballot count. And they refused to let them do that. They didn't let them do that. They were bringing votes in at like four o'clock the next morning, uh, truckloads of, of boxes of ballots. Uh, and the GOP people weren't allowed to go in there and actually witness that or see any of that. So that to me says that, you know, they're hiding something. Uh, and you're talking, uh, when you see the pictures of how many boxes they actually brought in, you, you, it's some serious amounts of votes. Like, I think they were saying well over 100,000 votes, possibly, uh, just in Philadelphia uh, that they brought in that nobody can verify. And this, and this is the biggest problem that's going on with Philadelphia, because how Philadelphia goes is, is how the rest of the state is going to go, uh, because it's, uh, you know, it's such a big area and there's so many voters there. And I think that that's uh, a lot of where that fraud is going to come from is is from Philadelphia. So real quick before before um, uh, before everybody else has a chance to weigh on. So on that idea of whether or not there were uh, Trump uh, poll watchers available to go in there. This is one of those lawsuits. And the difference was you either stand six feet away from people or 20 feet away from people. And the lawsuit came down saying, yes, you have to let them stand within six feet of people as long as you're uh, wearing your mask, go on and so forth. So that's one that Trump won. Let's just recognize real, real quick that those votes that came in after four are largely mail-in ballots. Right. Philadelphia and, and, and Pittsburgh, they are cities. They Cities tend to lead in blue. That is very, very normal. And you're still I mean, I think it's, you're still letting people see 
uh, back from 20 feet. And now they can, they could still get in six feet. So that doesn't, it only, it only affects the people that are watching that, not the actual votes that are coming in. Right. Paul, what's the, I, I know you've, I know you've got some funky stuff to hear, to, to hear from, from that case, maybe in specific, you know, maybe particularly. Well, it, it just, another thing, you know, it, again, it really pissed me off. You know, when the day after, you know, Wednesday, um, that pasty white governor gets in front of the podium and tells Trump that he's got to put his big boy pants on and just accept the terms of the, of the election. Fucking Hillary still hasn't done that. You know, we're four years into this thing and she still hasn't put his big girl pants on. And she is a big girl. She hasn't done that. And, you know, it's such a hypocritical deal that it just, oh, it pisses me off. You know, it, that and it's almost as hypocritical as the call for unity right now. Yeah, yeah, that too. You know, I wonder if this vote, people voting for Biden was actually a vote for for the Hillary because their queen didn't get elected. And they're going to be like, well, you know, Hillary's a Democrat. And, you know, she's really going to tell Joe, Joe Biden what to do. So this is actually a vote for Hillary so we can get back at Trump. Uh, getting back to what Brandon said. Uh, yes, they, uh, that while there was reports that they were letting them uh, view from six feet away. Uh, but then uh, they had moved the tables another 10 or 20 feet away from them. Uh, and it was uh, a cop or a sheriff in there saying, listen, if you come any closer than that, you're going to get arrested. And then there was other reports where people weren't even allowed inside the buildings, uh, covering up the windows, locking the doors and things like that. Of course, this is all, I mean, we weren't there, right? So, so what do we really know? Just going by the news reports we're seeing, but I mean, I still say if you had that many mail-in votes, as you say, Brandon, why weren't those brought in like earlier? I mean, these are the votes that are in question with the uh, the affidavits uh, of people saying that their post office boss told us to backdate them uh, and do all this. I mean, I mean, these these might have been fake vote, uh, votes or fake ballots that were just held in a warehouse somewhere. Say, hey, in case we need those, we're going to bring these in and, and push Joe Biden aside. You know, granted, granted, Trump, Trump probably wouldn't have won in the city of Philadelphia, but he should have won the whole state of Pennsylvania. I, I don't see where he would have had a problem doing that. But you have so much. Uh, I feel there's just a lot of corruption going on there. Uh, and then when we get further into this, I want to bring up uh, a couple of conspiratorial things as far as that goes, as far as what the uh, Department of Homeland Security is saying uh, of this big sting operation that they've done, which I'd like to believe, but it's probably horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm excited to hear that, Ron. Uh, Joe and Jen, are you guys drinking White Claws? Yeah, don't tell anybody, though. <laughs> yeah, that's all we drink. Oh, geez. I told you I blamed you. You guys are getting all basic. Over here. <laughs> no, you know, honestly, though, guys, everyone. Yeah, that looks dope. Actually, it looks very patriotic, Chaz. But no, I, honestly, <laughs> do we really think that in any city there were more Biden voters than Barack Obama, the first black president, the black messiah to the liberal party? I don't think so. You know what I mean? Chaz, what are your ideas on this? Because like I was mentioning earlier, I think that possibly, if anything, you know, we've got record amounts of people that are 95 and older going out and voting during a pandemic. Right. I think that these are all dead people, in my opinion. But if 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 they are actually going out and voting, 
Maybe it's because of this misinformation that they've been shoved down their throat since they were old enough to vote that the Democratic Party actually cares about their health and their well-being. I don't know. Maybe that's why they want to get away from Trump and they want to go back to Biden just to try to relive the Obama years because they were so great for them. Uh, Chaz, what are your thoughts on that, man? Uh, so uh, f- first off, I wanted to address one uh, one very common misconception. I don't remember who said, but some someone said half of the people voted for Joe Biden. But if we actually look at the statistical number, once again, half of America actually did not vote. Uh, We're a country of 350 million people. I believe uh, Joe Biden has 75 million votes um, and Trump has 70. Well, just to clarify that, I meant what I meant was half of the people who voted just just Uh, over half by about that much. Right. But when when you come down to it, registered voters. I'm sorry, what was that? In some states, there's more actual votes than registered voters. So that's a huge problem. Uh, well, of course, our our election system has always, uh, I think, always had these problems to certain degrees. Um, I think that um, uh, the, the upsets in Pennsylvania and Michigan and Minnesota, um, I think if you go back and listen to the other episode, I called those. And I think that's because, you know, older voters and Midwest voters, um, there's this, you know, polite sensibility to them. I think they reflect more with with uh, Joe Biden than they do with Donald Trump. Uh, Despite all Donald Trump's efforts to appeal to a a rural base, he's a fast talking city guy. (laughs) It, It just comes off in everything he does. Um, and I think they they went for the softer option. Uh, I don't think those those states were were any bit of a surprise, uh, particularly. Uh, I think the amount of, of voter fraud that goes on is um, something that's well known at this point. I think both sides are guilty of it. And I think if you're the president and you can't cheat better than your your incumbent or your uh, opponent, then you you deserve to lose. <laughs> you're you're in the highest position of the land. You should be able to cheat better than the other guy. <laughs> well, maybe he didn't want to cheat. You know what I mean? I don't think that he cheated in 2016. Only his wife's he's been cheating on, right? Only his wife. <laughs> nah, he hasn't cheated on that. But you know, I I don't see how how Pennsylvania is a predictable victory for Biden, especially when the Obama Biden administration shipped a lot of steel jobs to China and to Ukraine. Uh, You know, it it doesn't make sense to me. Now, again, I might be eating my words here in a couple of months. And and if Biden won a fair election, I will reluctantly support Biden. Right. That's a lot more than I can say for a lot of the left. Right. I haven't really gotten into politics until this year. I was not a Trump supporter in 2016. I've said this before. I thought he was an asshole. I didn't think he was right for the job. Um, a lot of my political ideals actually come from my dad. My dad, you you know, you were, you know, going for Ted Cruz. Uh, I thought Ted Cruz was a dumbass. But now that I'm seeing him talk more, I realize he's actually very, very smart. You see him questioning uh, McCabe. And uh, he asked McCabe about uh, what is the what was the thing that the it's like worse than jaywalking, trying to incriminate someone on this law. Do you know what I'm talking about, Dad? It's like uh, 
giving foreign, giving domestic secrets to foreign. Treason? Adver- no. Is that? <laughs> Sounds like treason. What is it? The Logan Act. Is that what you're talking about? Or I don't. I'm not the sure. The Logan which. Act. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, the Logan Act. Exactly. So. Uh, uh, Ted Cruz was actually questioning McCabe about the Logan Act, and he was like, no, I don't remember that. But that was actually Biden that was saying, hey, no, incriminate uh, uh, Flynn on the Logan Act. That's why it didn't fucking work, and that's why they had to drop it. Because the Logan Act, it's harder to catch someone, you know, violating the Logan Act than it is to jaywalk. You know, and I actually, I've heard that somewhere. Biden's doing that right fucking now. He's foreign leaders, and he's not elected to anything yet. Yeah, they actually talked about that today, Paul. Uh, they were talking about how Biden uh, uh, discussing uh, any type of policy or any potential thing later down the road with uh, other foreign leaders at this point is a violation of the Logan Act. Because let's face it right now, he's not elected to anything. No. And, and, even, and even if he was, he's not president until January 20th. Right. So he shouldn't be making deals with other countries right now. That is a violation of the Logan Act. And I did see that brought up multiple times today. Yeah, it's one president at a time. And we can get. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. One president at a time. Um, you know, if I was General Flynn right now, it, he's got to be living in the first place. But um yeah, I mean, Biden's blatantly doing it just because he's Joe Biden. You know, he can get away with that. The media's got his back. Just, uh, it's disgusting. The whole deal is just really disgusting to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a big mistake on uh, no. Netanyahu to uh, to come out and congratulate Joe Biden. I just think that was a big political mistake on his well, part. Dad, give your theory on that. I was give your theory on that, Dan. Yeah, I was just wondering if Trump maybe told him to do that. You know, hey, you know, because him and Trump are pretty tight. Um, I was just wondering if Trump put him up to that and said, you know, just do that. And I don't know. Part of my 3D chess theory with Trump that he's always two or three steps ahead of these guys, you know, the media and stuff. Which I have something, you know, once we get further into this, based on just what Paul just said. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Are we ready to? Are we ready to get into conspiratorial part? Fuck yeah, we've been ready. We've only, we've only covered Pennsylvania, but I think we got to get right into it, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to do that, Brandon, I mean, there's something like the voting irregularities in Georgia as well. I mean, before we get into the conspiracy part, uh, you know, uh, sure. uh, Georgia. You know, we're having a problem down there, you know, Atlanta, you know, obviously big uh, in a big media. That's where CNN is based out of or used to be based out of. Uh, you know, they use the Dominion voting machines. And I was watching some YouTube uh, news videos from over a year ago where election officials in Georgia were concerned with the use of these Dominion machines, saying that they could be manipulated. They could be hacked. Uh they actually found out hackers were buying old voting machines online, like on eBay or whatever, ripping them apart and figuring out ways to hack into them. And uh, and then they were saying it was some uh, either a Senate or a House hearing uh, with the uh, uh, higher ups of three voting machine companies. Uh, Dominion was one of them. And they and they posed the question that, uh, you know, can these can these machines be hacked? Uh, you, you know, to paraphrase, they might have not have said hacked, but. Uh, and, and they come up and they said, 
no voting machine is 100% uh, safe. Aren't they uh, not you know, supposed it, to be even connected to the internet? Like, the, there was the flash drive story, too. I don't know if you heard about that one, but the yeah. the chick, I don't know if that was Georgia or not. It's all getting fucking scrambled right now, but there was some chick that had the, the USB flash drive of all the votes and lost it on the way to drop it off, and some lady was like, oh, this is the one you're looking for. Basically, it's, it's straight out of a fucking movie. That's why it's so hard to yeah. believe. Yeah, well, the, the problem with some of these Dominion machines were... Uh, and I actually saw some videos a few years back where people were complaining and they actually did a news story on it where a per and this was on a local like a gubernatorial uh, race or whatever. And it showed the person pushing the button for their candidate, releasing the button, and then the vote went to the opposition party. And, and I mean, is this happening? That's one of the theories that they're coming up with is that people are voting for Trump, but the machine's switching to vote to Biden. And this is a legit problem that some of these machines do have. And then during the Senate hearing, they discovered that 20% of the components in some of these machines, now maybe not Dominion, but Dominion's not the only machine in play, but they're the biggest one, that 20% of the components used in these machines come from China. Some of the software comes from China. You know, did China put a backdoor into that? Is, you know, everybody knows China wants Biden to be president because Biden's going to play ball where Trump doesn't play ball. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of problems with these voting machines, and they're not supposed to be hooked up to the Internet. So uh, how did they – there was reports of machines getting uh, this mysterious download towards the end of the voting or the end of the night or during the count. What the fuck are they doing getting a download? The machine's not even supposed to be connected to the internet, right? <laughs> I mean, I know we use certain voting machines in New Hampshire. They are not connected to the internet. I actually called a friend of mine who is a, a New Hampshire state representative, and we talked for about 15 minutes of this, and he assured me that you know our machines are not hooked up to the internet. Well, maybe well, somebody this, uploaded well, a virus or a Georgia. worm. You know, like well, beforehand. Joe, Joe, that's my point. If it's hooked up to the internet, anything can happen. Somebody can get on, uh, get into that machine. This Dominion company is tied in with the Clinton Foundation, probably George Soros, and in all those people on the left, and what we call the deep state. I mean, I know this is getting more into conspiratorial, but I mean, but that is that is out there. Those reports are out there, and, and I mean, and I think it's very interesting. Uh, but I mean, I don't want to take over the show. You know, you guys come up with some stuff. But after, I do have a really interesting thing that I want to get into before the end of the show. Well, sure. I, I get... just wanted to say. Go ahead, Chaz. Go ahead. Well, I just, I just wanted to say on on kind of both of those notes is that um, one, I think the the reason world leaders are are rushing to uh, accept uh, uh, Biden is because the amount of, of election tampering that goes on here, I think is about the same amount of election tampering that goes on in every free nation in the world. Um, there's always that interest. There's always that, you know, bullying and, and that kind of pushing. Um, and I think they're amongst these, these people, these Netanyahu's, the Putins of the world, the Xi Jinping's, the ones who get to play the game for life uh, I think there's kind of an agreement amongst that where at the end of it, you kind of shake hands and you say, Ooh, you got me there. And that's how that, I think the amount of, of tampering that goes on that, that went on this election is the same amount that went on last time and the time before that and the time before that, uh, uh, the amount they can get away with. Um, 
and there uh, there might be that argument uh, to be made, but um, to to decide that this is the election to to make that argument, I think doesn't really pan out. Uh, I said in the last episode that I thought the only way Biden wins is if he wins with a good lead. He's got to have a, a strong lead, and he did on election night. He had a lead, and he maintained the lead up until they, election night. They uh, for most of not election much. night. No, that's not true. Chaz. <laughs> Biden's out. lead. Biden's lead did not come until the twenty fifth twenty fifth hour, twenty fourth hour, whatever you want to call it. Trump was ahead in all of them states. Now all of a sudden. Oh, 100 votes come in for just Biden. Nobody else, well, just Biden. It, it shook down to a point where Biden needed one state and Trump needed four. Um, and that was about the size of a, a lead I gave him. And not to mention, he he won the popular vote as well, as, as Hillary Clinton did in uh, the last time. So even if I he manages somehow to, to take these cases and these accusations all the way to the Supreme Court within the next few months while he remains president, um, I think that um, it's going to be a, a hard case not having the electoral or the, the popular vote. Um, and again, I thought he, he had this election. I thought, uh, you know, I'm a little Florida biased as a native citizen. Uh, and as I said, he did win. Trump did win um, Florida, uh, just because I knew that's how people people down here are are leaning. Um, and I thought there was no way Biden would win without four. Uh, I guess I was wrong. Uh, but I think the the amount of tampering that's gone on is it's just the, the the political tampering that always goes on. It's the one that went on in Belarus currently that has their country in protests for months and months. Um, you know, against Putin and the European Union, none of those, none of these elections are as fair and even as we like to claim. But to admit that would be to admit it on a national scale. It wouldn't just apply to us in the United States. It would apply to everyone, to Israel, to Europe. It would call all of their election processes yeah. into questioning. Yeah. And that's why you're seeing world leaders say, no, Biden won, because you're probably right. There was that amount of tampering. I just don't think they'll let it, it come into question because the, the whole world relies on, well, not that they rely on it, they've accepted it um, as, as part of the game that they're playing. Well, I think one of the funniest things, I, I'm sure you well, guys I, have seen the memes about uh, 2016, the Democrats saying, massive voter fraud, there's no way Trump would have won, like th there was some tampering, nothing came of it. The right's saying the same thing this time. This time, I mean, there's a lot more focus on this one, I think. So people are paying way the way the fuck more attention to it. But it seems like it ha it's happened both ways, and it's hard to figure out. I mean, nothing came of it last time, even though Hillary apparently won the uh, popular vote. But this time, it's so much more detailed, and everybody, it's so focused this time that it's that's why it's so interesting, and everybody's talking about it literally all the time. Getting kind of tired of it, actually. Well, they were conditioning us, Joe, for the last two months for this. They were saying right along, there's no way well, we're going to know what the outcome of this vote is going to be on the night of the election. And that's when we should know. It shouldn't be fucking weeks or a month or two months down the road. I think we mentioned that is, in the I, last one, yeah. Pointing themselves. There's people themselves committing voter fraud there's people filming themselves ripping ballots right and then circling back to georgia there's a big old huge reason her name's stephanie 
or uh, what's her name? Uh, Abrams. What's her, what's that lady's name? Stacy Abrams. Stacy Abrams. Whatever. Still hasn't. Yes, uh, conceded that la- the loss. By the way. Yeah, giant reason, right? She's a fucking big woman, uh, built like <laughs> me, right? So I mean, like big, big lady. Uh, she is just a corrupt individual, and she plays her her role is basically like the uh like glorified loser like the underdog this is what she plays that you know it, it's undeniable um well hold, hold on the 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 guy that was ripping up balance that guy's a tiktok user who bought his mail mail uh, service uniform from amazon so just just to let that what's one know. his and, name and if anybody else we can look it up right now because he has he well, gives, he gives an interview look but if up. anybody else has specific issue you know specific uh, uh uh ideas about or a specific, na- a specific name specific instances where they see this this stuff going on by video or, or whatever let us know i'll, I'll look up that, that name right yeah. now yeah you look know, it up and you then- know to back well hold on to back brandon up on that uh anybody anybody that wants to oh i'm gonna get you know how many many followers or whatever horse shit that they're doing uh can do just what brandon just said they can go out they they can uh print off you know they can go on and make their own ballot online to make it look legit and say that oh look at this look at this i'm tearing this up and up. i mean we have no idea if that's true or not we have no idea if this guy's putting it on and, and to tell you the truth when i first saw it i'm like what is this guy doing you know somebody should be looking into this and then i'm thinking to myself this could just be some idiot that's looking for more followers made this shit up, uh, you know, to make himself look really cool. And then, and then, so what if it gets investigated? That's all he's going to do. Say, look, this is what I did, you know, other than, you know, it was just, uh, it was just for comedy. It wasn't for anything else. And what, what are the cops going to do? There's nothing they can do. So, well, I mean, it, there's probably a lot a of that big, going on too. Meeting a film, you know, this is, this is a big chopper uh, on, on TikTok, by the way, just to answer your question Big chopper. He's a pretty skinny black dude. I don't see how he's big, but uh, we'll see if that's actually real. But my thing is that if someone's going to do this, it shouldn't just be comedy at this point, right? If that is the case, if it is fake, you know, who's not to say that his fucking side gig or his main gig is is working at the polls? You know what I mean? Not everyone fucking makes a living off of TikTok. You know what I mean? Maybe he just does this shit on TikTok and he films his life. You know, uh, not a lot of people actually get paid for doing little TikTok videos. If only you had evidence for that. I would agree with you. Yeah, we'll see. I think that, that that this will come out. And he's not the only one. There's dozens and dozens of videos and pictures and a lot of people that are saying that their votes are being fucked with. Uh, us here in Arizona, there's this interesting scheme that I just learned about uh, with the the Arizona driver's license which, I mean, my driver's license expires in 2056. And a lot of times we don't uh, get them stamped out. They don't punch a hole in them. So someone can, you know, move out of the state, still have their current driver's license, come back in and vote. And on the Charlie Kirk show, he's a, he's a right-leaning dude. Very, uh, some people will call him right-wing. I, I don't think he is whatsoever. He's pretty, pretty reasonable. But, you know, a lot of people will go out of state to California, to Nevada, Texas, New Mexico, wherever, and just come back and just vote at their old address. That's all you need in Arizona is a driver's license. You know what I mean? I, I From what I understand, I do think that you need uh, uh, some voter registration. But I, I haven't registered for voter registration since high school. So my voter registration is still good. My driver's license uh, is possibly going to outlive me. I don't know. 2056. I don't see myself living that long. We'll see. 
But uh, Chaz, you're freaking out over there. What's up? Uh, uh, I just wanted to point out um, this idea that people, you know, they hold their driver's license and they use their previous address. I want to point out again, remember, more than half of the Americans did not vote in this election. And it's a pretty known policy that they try to make it difficult to vote, depending on which area you're in. I don't think all of these people, uh, again, when we look at the statistics, when half of the people aren't voting, I, I don't think all these people are going that extra mile to get that extra vote. It's a pain in the ass most of the time. I know it was a pain in the ass for me to vote, but you know, you've got to stand in line six feet apart. The line was around the block. And I live in a Republican county. It should have been easy. Um, and it's just, you know, this half notion that people are voted. going, what's that? You're saying half the population voted? Yes. 350 million Americans. So, uh, That's how many people live here. How come in multiple states there's more voters than registered voters? You're Explain talking, that. You're talking specifically about Wisconsin. Now, that claim that was Wisconsin, posted Michigan, about, and Georgia. Okay, what you, what all you're talking about is people not putting the 2020 uh, registered uh, number of voters in there. They very clearly just copy and pasted the number of voters from 2018, some of them 2016, and then compared them to the current voters 2020. It's not a fair comparison. It's a great gif. I'm saying your, your, your sources are intentionally screwing things up here. No, dude, it's not just that. It's not just uh, Wisconsin. It's Michigan. It's Pennsylvania. And there's also a large population of people that are over 95 that voted. But that yeah, increase there, was, there, was like a lot of, there was a lot of dead people that voted in this election. Now, I don't really know real numbers, but they, they've proved that there's a lot of dead people that voted. Uh, and I mean, dead people, they probably would like to vote for Biden yeah. because, you know, he's almost dead. But uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, this this states had a report. Oh, we had one hundred and twenty five percent voter turnout. Well, how how did you do that? You know, and I mean, maybe Brandon's right. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, when you see this all over these multiple states in the swing states, oh, we had one hundred and ten percent voter turnout. Well, how can you have more votes than you have residents or people on the, uh, that are that are legal to vote? That makes like zero sense. But of course, that all part of the conspiracy. Chaz, but because Chaz <laughs> I was just going to say, um, that's actually what you pointed out is actually the problem. How you get 110% is because they make it difficult to register to vote. There's, they put in intentional loopholes in a lot of these counties and a lot of these states to make it difficult to register. So that's how you can have more people come out. And that's how you can have only half the people vote in uh, the nation, but have more registered voters you know, apply. It's all part of this this uh, chess game that they like to play with our election process. How many people can I get off of the registry? How many people can I get onto the registry? And then from there, which foreign influence can I use? And which foreign influence can I not use? And and all of these things are calculated chess moves that have been a part of our election since World War II. Um, and uh, I, like like I, I said, I think any of these minor examples isn't going to be enough because we've already, uh, by agreeing to our election process all those years ago, we ag agree to this kind of, of chess playing.
where we can, you know, throw out some votes and count some other votes. Um, and I think this whole trying to decide, trying to let a candidate decide which votes are going to be counted um, isn't that that play is not going to work. Uh, now, if you want to argue someone else, someone above gets to, to decide which votes are counted, that would be an interesting point. I, I, I'll concede there. Perhaps there is something there that decides who gets uh, who gets what, but this this process, um, I think, isn't going to be called into to question uh, by by Donald Trump. I think the world leaders and um, dare I say globalists, uh, <laughs> they they've you know made their hand known, uh, and this this idea that one was cheated more than the other, um, I think perhaps is true. But I think that's been an accepted part of the game for a long time. You know, the, the cheating is part of, of how you play it. Um, and I think that goes yeah, into yeah. all of the elections yeah. across what are your the world. Thoughts on how want, yeah, 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 for sure, man. I wanted to bring up California. Um, you know, I, I'm watching the election coverage and I'm watching how much they're focusing on Florida, you know, the get-go. Um, county by county, they're, they're taking off stuff. And I'm watching the, the, the vote go west. And they get to California, Oregon, and Washington. The polls closed at 8 o'clock our time. They were called eight minutes after that. All of them blew, just bam. I was expecting another Florida in California, you know. And it comes out today that, like, eight seats were flipped red in California. Eight, eight Congress seats were split red in California. Where's the presidential vote? Where's the, the, the county by county for California? I want to see that. What the hell? You know, it, it, Pelosi's about to lose her Speaker of the House spot, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. how, how, is, how is that a thing? This is the thing that you, exactly what you're saying is that how are people voting Republican on their down-ballot seats, but they're voting Democrat. You're not going to vote for Biden and then vote for Republican, uh, you know, senators or or uh, representatives or anything like that. Sheriffs, whatever. Uh, usually, like in my case, I voted straight R down the ticket um, because I've seen what the left's been doing and what they've been trying to do. And I'm not saying everyone does that. Maybe people do more research than I do. Uh, but I, you know, it, that's a great point, Dad. I think that it's it's interesting when. You know, you just see, uh, you know, it's a given that California is blue and they yeah, said it was 60 percent. So the thing is that, you know, the reason that we got together after our initial episode was because we wanted to talk about some of the more uh, conspiratorial voter fraud shenanigans going on behind the scenes. Right. Ron, you've been really going hard, uh, just saying that you did some research. Uh, Dominion voting systems with Clinton funding, uh, that was a big, big thing. Uh, what do you have? And I'm very excited to hear it. Okay, excuse me. I had to have a drink. Uh, okay, so I had come across these videos. This guy comes on, and I want to say it was on InfoWars or whatever, you know, Alex Jones. I got Alex Jones here from Austin, Texas. Uh, but uh, but there, was a, there was a guy on his show who says, listen, you know, I wasn't authorized to say anything, but, 
you know, I'm privy to this information and I was told that I could, that I could come out about it now that this has been a sting operation that, that Trump has had uh, going, uh, preparing for like the last six months, knowing that the left or the, the Democrats were going to try to steal this election. And, uh, and, and he goes on to say that they use this QFS blockchain technology ballots, where these ballots have a watermark on them that can only be picked up on certain light or UV light with a machine that the government has. So the government would have to, you know, go to a particular polling place and say, okay, I want to see your ballots. And then they run them through this machine. And then the machine tells you if it's a real ballot or if it's a ballot that's, you know, hand printed, made at Kinko's, whatever, you know, ballots that are printed, you know, in China or Russia or, you know, Ukraine. By a TikTok user. Yeah. And uh, so, so they're going to say, oh, and then he goes on to say, listen, they know where every ballot is because every ballot is supposed to have this watermark. And for and and according to them, they can track these ballots. Now, I don't know how they'd be able to do that unless they had RFID chips in them. But but allegedly they're saying we know where all these ballots are. We know we know who voted. We know who didn't vote. We know the fake votes. And the National Guard is going to go in and the Department of Homeland Security is all part of this sting operation that was ultra top secret and that we're going to go in there and we're going to and we're going to decipher all these ballots and we're going to get the real count. And and if that's the case, which, you know, it's just like the QAnon thing. You know, I always said before in the last show or a couple shows ago, you know, I'm not on board 100 percent with this Q thing. I like to believe some of it. You know, if, if it's legit and I would like to believe this uh, QFS blockchain story as well, because if that is legit and it comes down to that, heads are definitely going to roll. Uh, it, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be exposed if it's true. And I'm not I don't know if any of you other guys have heard anything about that story that's out there. But uh, but it, that story is definitely out there. Uh, and I actually saw it on several other different sites uh, just today talking about that and it was actually i don't i don't know if the show was on oan news or whatever where they brought this up again how this has been a big just a this election is nothing but a big sting operation which you know remains to be seen yeah i've heard that states print that's a possible i don't know how how that would come into play you know if if the federal government was printing all the ballots that'd be one thing but individual states do their own ballots so so this is an interesting thing, though, because, Dad, you were actually the one that broke this information to us. You saw it from one of your Facebook friends or whatever. You shared it with us. You thought it was real in the beginning, or maybe you hoped it was real. And then you kind of realize, well, you know, uh, states get to print their own ballots. But what's interesting, and this is actually like a proven thing, is that every single printer that is put out into production has its own unique signature. Kind of like uh, like if you had a silencer on a gun, it has its own signature that it leaves on the shell or, or on the on the bullet or whatever you know it, it's it's similar to this so if anything is printed you can at least know where it's coming from so it's same idea the blockchain it's kind of what cryptocurrency runs on it's uh kind of complicated i don't really understand even you know a, a percentage of of how a blockchain actually works 
I think anyone that actually acts like they do is kind of just full of shit. With that being said, I think that there's a lot. There's a lot that, that I mean, it's definitely a possibility that it was a setup from the beginning, because why is, you know, Trump telling his supporters to go out and vote day of when the Democrats are saying vote by mail? It's very, very easy. If you know that a lot of Democrats are going to go out and vote by mail, it's very easy to set that up. And it's also very easy to set up day of voters, kind of like what we're seeing right now, right? With the Sharpie Gate thing in Phoenix, Maricopa County, um, getting back to this. Oh, and then another thing, you heard of Benford's Law? Have you heard of Benford's Law? No, I haven't, actually. Dude, Benford's Law is fucking interesting. I would think that you would have heard of it, Brandon, because you're big into like math and numbers. But basically, Benford's Law, this is the way that they caught Bernie Madoff. And, uh, you know, he was telling people, that he was buying shares for people and he was just cashing the checks, right? So Benford's law is basically the law of large numbers. So you're going to see this diminishing uh, curve of large numbers according to Benford's law. So, you know, again, I don't fucking understand this shit. I'm just floating it out there. I'm hoping someone else understands it. But Benford's law is basically... uh, Initially saying that, you know, once Trump is winning by so much in certain states and, you know, there's that infamous graph of like the the upward curves and they're both going like this and then Biden's just bumps up and then goes flat. That's absolutely a violation of Benford's law. And this is like a statistical law where when you have such massive numbers, it's just impossible for any other outcome other than what is obvious right so it's like that uh abraham's razor like you talk about right occam's occam's laser occam's laser it's it's like that whole fucking thing where it's that thing where it's like you know it's just so obvious like the 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 easiest thing that's the funniest the though. easiest thing is what it is right so yeah, Benford's this is law, what, yeah benford's law sorry sorry ryan but benford's law is like this uh uh, about statist- statistical probability of of uh, numbers being uh, associated a certain way in a vote, uh, it, and it was and it was and I mean I don't know that much about it. I didn't have time to look into it, but I am aware uh, that this uh, Benford law that uh, that people have been talking about and has actually been a lot of uh, Twitter pages, uh, Facebook pages, Instagram pages when they when they start talking about Benford's law. They get they get a strike like immediately. They get a warning from uh, you know the social media, whatever social media they're on, or or their page is shut down. So they don't want people talking about this Benford's law because this Benford's law is is uh, showing now that that there's a high probability of massive fraud in this election. Well, again, this is how they caught Bernie Madoff, right? Right. So you know, there's a an, another thing, dude. Uh, Chaz, we'll get to you right now, dude. Um, Another thing that's very interesting is there's a lot, a lot uh, of high profile billionaires. And when I say a lot, when we're talking about billionaires, we're talking like double digits. There's not many billionaires in the world. So there's a lot of billionaires out there that are funding a recount and an audit. But what's kind of disturbing is that there's more Democrats funding a recount. Right. So what does that tell you? Kind of like how the Rockefellers funded a lot of like schooling and education Once there's a certain amount of money going into it, you can kind of pay for your own results. 
And George Soros was on this list. The Koch brothers were on the list. Uh, there were some high profile, uh, like Carl Icahn, um, a, a lot of high profile investors, uh, Wall Street guys, uh, you know, private sector guys as well. But about two to one uh, Democrats over Republicans. And you'd think that rich Republicans would be coming in droves to get an audit and a recount. But what this tells me is that basically the Democrats are going to try and buy their results at this point. Well, they probably know Biden's a, a rolling fuck up and it's just a matter of time until Harris is in there and she's just a loose cannon. So they don't have any control over her. She's too stupid to understand, you know, how to play the game. So, you know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see where I don't think Harris has enough uh, experience to be the vice president. You know, maybe you don't need, an, yeah, no. need much experience to be to be vice president. Uh, I mean, wasn't it Obama that told somebody, hey, never underestimate Joe's ability to fuck things up? Right. And, exactly. uh, and, and I mean, in getting to the billionaires. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Obama said that. So uh, in getting back to the billionaires, there's twenty one hundred billionaires in the world. 614 billionaires just in the United States. 388 billionaires in China. You know, I mean, there's a lot of billionaires out there. And, and how many of these people uh, all, uh, you know, because people with a lot of money, you know, they're elite people, there's no doubt. So so they're elitists and they're going to be part of this, probably this new world order or the Fourth Reich, the things that I talked about before. And, and they're going to want shit to go their way because wherever America goes, I mean, America really is a top dog in this world. I don't care what anybody says. And, and these people are going to, they're not going to want to lose that. And, and Trump being an outsider, you know, Trump's a billionaire. Yeah, on paper, you know, I don't really know what his deal is, but the dude's got money, you know, and I mean, but he's an outsider uh, or or he's being uh, touted as an outsider. You know, that remains maybe maybe he's not an insider. I mean, we don't know. But I mean, he doesn't play ball where Joe Biden is going to play ball. And, and when we talk, when we talked in the snitch picks, if you remember when I called Harris as going to be Joe Biden's pick uh, for VP, we even said then that that's who will end up being president. I mean, we called it even then. Joe Biden's not going to make it a full term. I mean, I mean, look at how it's all set up. You know, this guy's definitely got something going on with his head. Maybe, you know, either, either he's got dementia coming or he's acting like he has dementia. What's going to happen? He's going to be in here for six months, a year. They're going to say, listen, and this is that whole uh, Nancy Pelosi wanted to get, what was it, the 25th Amendment? 25th Amendment. Yeah, for unfit president or whatever. Maybe she didn't do that for Trump. Maybe she did that for Biden. Thinking she said she didn't. Wasn't yeah, doing yeah. If, if Biden wins, you know, and we can say he's unfit, then we can get Harris Harris to be the president, and then she could be led along like a little dog on a leash. You know, well, if you want to get really, that, that's what she's going to do. Really conspiratorial. Uh, Biden's not actually human; he's a clone or a hologram. <laughs> if you really want to go deep down the rabbit, have hole. you seen the pictures of the earlobes, Joe? Yeah, it, it shows pictures yeah. of Biden's earlobes. Yeah. I mean, and then he's got the earlobes like me, which is none. It goes straight into your jawline, and then they got pictures of Joe with his earlobes, with these big earlobes, and his other pictures where it's. Where it's different. No, we I'm talked sorry, about this fucking, the other day. The fucking earlobes don't change. He looks like, different. You get plastic surgery. Yeah, he looks different from even two or three years ago. It looks like a different dude if you yeah. look at all the different things. But, 
Well, Harris yeah, his eyes too. too. Did, you, did you see the pictures of Harris? She looks like one of those black-eyed children with the black eyes. And she didn't even look <laughs> like skin That's, That's undeniable. That he did get her lizard. skin bleached. She's, right. she's probably and a lizard person. Who knows? Yeah, probably. And you know, Ron, it's hard to see your ears when you've got earphones on, just so that you know you're trying to show us. But <laughs> I still oh, can't see him. Everybody you show go. your yeah. earlobes. Yeah. Ready? No earlobes. And people, and people have always brought that up. I have no earlobes. Yeah, well, I'm part alien anyway. I heard that's I'm a New England negative. thing. No, I'm RH negative. So well, I'm that, alien. that means you're half alien or part yeah. alien? Yeah. Oh, I'm RH negative. was the alien one. <laughs> in all honesty, in all honesty, like Chaz, I wanted to get to you because, you know, I know that you can acknowledge that there's fraud going on in elections around the world, and I will give you that 100 uh, percent. For some reason, you know, us as Americans, we hold our election very dear. Right. Again, this is my first election ever voting for. I'm almost 30 years old. Uh, you know, I didn't. And, and, you know, I told, you know, I used to tell my dad. I don't think that that we have any say in who becomes president. I think that the deep state, even before I knew that there was such a thing as the deep state, I thought that there was some organization or some shadow government that was dictating our, uh, you know, quote, beliefs. So, you know, that's why I was like, Hillary Clinton's going to win 2016. And then once Donald Trump won, you know, dad, you were kind of like, well, this kind of proves that our elections are real, but where are we at now? You know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, it was a landslide for Trump and so many Trump supporters. I've seen the support firsthand. I was at a rally. I caught this fucking dope ass hat because fucking like staffers were throwing the shit out and I happened to catch one. And it was literally like a rock concert mixed with your birthday party mixed with like whatever else you fucking might enjoy. And it was, it was like a, a really fun experience. I made friends in the line that I'll never fucking talk to again. It was a great, great experience. And then you look at Biden rallies and there's nothing. There's fucking like five people there. You know, it, it's They're fractionally bigger than Hillary Clinton What's rallies. If, if, What's if the only deal with the Jeeps at his core rally, you know, for his announcement? Oh, the Jeeps. Because Every the Jeep, Jeep, that was a GM. No, Jeep is American. That was that a GM? No, yeah, they're built in China. Go ahead. Ron. <laughs> GM, they use GM trunks, uh, trucks for Trump. Uh, yeah, <laughs> GM trucks for Trump. Biden had red, white, and blue Jeeps strategically positioned uh, for his. Uh, when he did his speech uh, where he didn't say, oh, I'm the president now. But, you know, basically, that's what he was doing. Yeah. Like, like, like uh, when we were on legit bat that night, we were saying, oh, Joe Biden's going to come on and talk. I'm like, well, what the fuck has he got to say? You know, why are they going to let that happen? But whatever. I mean, well, Kamala Harris came out and talked for a very long time and gave a very convincing we're going to bring everyone together after we divided everyone speech. Yeah. Yeah. We divided everybody for the last four years, but we, yeah. we want you to forgive us and, uh, you know, forgive all those people that burnt all these cities down and uh, at least right. unite. I'm going to be your president, even if you didn't vote for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see about that. Dude, have you ever met a faker bitch? Have you ever seen someone give the most corny fucking smile? Ugh. You know what I mean? I've never like, this is purely someone that is just trying to. 
Yeah, I yeah, saw that. She, by you. No, she came I, out I wearing her mask, her. and then she took her mask. She wore her mask and did her little parade wave, and then yeah. gave her speech. Yeah. Disgusting, Chad. Been wanting to talk to Jazz. Um, all right, I, I got, I had a couple points. Uh, first one to jump on the Kamala Harris one. Uh, I also agree. I think she's the perfect embodiment of hypocrisy on the left. Um, my favorite nickname for her is Killer Cop Kamala um, because Mine that's what she is. She's <laughs> she's been a prosecutor that has has plagued minority communities. Um, the same thing that these communities have been protesting for for months on end. Um, back to what you were saying, Ryan, um, about our uh, oh, I lost it. Uh, <laughs> there was something you were going on about. It was oh, I'm, someone take it for I'm just thankful to hear you guys jump on the protesters' bandwagon. I mean, well, it's really, really good to hear you guys support the uh, let me those, ask, those, those blue those blue, uh, black lives there. Chaz, yeah, let me we're ask not you burning this shit down. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, we're we're fucking waiting in the wings right now and seeing what happens. And either way, shit's not going to get burnt down if Biden ends up winning. But I guarantee you that shit will get burnt down if Trump wins. And I still hope that Trump wins. But Chaz, why you seem very nonpartisan. You don't seem to give a fuck about who is in charge. Why do you lean, you know, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Why do you lean to a Biden victory? Why would you prefer a Biden victory over a Trump victory? I know that ideally you would have had a Joe Jorgensen victory or even a Kanye West victory or Jesse Ventura. Right. But why? Why? You know, you seem very reasonable, dude. Why don't you like Trump? Um, well, it's not it's I don't really have a really a leaning one way or the other. My issue with um, Trump is, uh, and this kind of leads back to what you were you were talking about earlier. I remember, um, and that was the idea that these these elections are rigged, and I honestly believed that as well in 2016. Um, I thought Hillary Clinton would win because our elections were fake. Um, and then Donald Trump won, and I kind of thought maybe that's a, a reason to believe in the elections again. Um, but now, long term, I think it is more of a idea to get people like you, Ryan, to uh, buy into the idea that there, there's some good people in government, like Donald Trump. Some of them are, are actually there to, to, to stop it and help us and gets you kind of buying into one side or the other, as opposed to where, um, you know, where it was before. Uh, if we even just take the example of Alex Jones, uh, he was, you know, always anti-government. He was anti-Obama, anti-Bush, anti-Clinton, but he got on, on the tr Trump train. And I think that was kind of the whole general idea um, was to get people onto the idea that maybe some people in the government could be working for us. Um, and I think that's, that's the wrong idea. I think we've always been, uh, uh, you know, screwed and they want to keep it that way. Um, and I think the idea that Trump has tricked people into thinking that there's some good, some good people in government, that's what makes me upset with him more than anything else is that some people don't see that he's just as crooked as as Bush, as Obama, as Clinton. Um, 
And as Biden will be, as Biden has promised. Okay, so if he's just as corrupt, though, I mean, I think that too, but if he's just as corrupt as everyone else in government, wouldn't that make the third party choice just as corrupt and kind of more of a psyop too? To pull people no, like us they to lose. the middle. That's Paul. how you know they're honest. <laughs> if they were, if they if they were corrupt, they'd be getting more votes. I don't know. Uh, one of <laughs> one of two sides always loses. There's always one that fucking flaccids out. You know. So. <laughs> well, then that we, you know, it's not just Donald Trump. There's Matt Gates. There's Tulsi Gabbard. There's a lot of, uh, you know, really neutral politicians that that, you know, if this is a thing, it, it's, you know, very well thought out. And we never, you know, we give the, the government a lot of credit on a lot of stuff, but it's not for being intelligent. So if they're if they're doing this stuff and if they're running us around like this. There's a lot of fucking energy that and, and effort and money that went into it. It's just being reported. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is saying that there's uh, more like 600,000 plus unlawful votes uh, in Philly and Pittsburgh uh, attributed possibly to the, to the Dominion uh, voting machines. Wow. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. Though- Dominion. That would have to Let's also be true in Nevada and Minnesota. Go for it, for, That would also have to be true in Nevada and Minnesota for it to actually sway the election. Well, uh, I think because, it's true. I think it's true in Michigan too. So you would have to to flip. What about Maricopa County and Arizona too? States. And if if that many states get flipped, uh, so so this um, this is something I talked about with um, some people before. Uh, and this was, uh, they compare this kind of to the Bush-Gore election where the Supreme Court decided. And ideally, that's what Trump wants, right? We can all agree he wants to, to get this passed to his Supreme Court, the one he's picked uh, three members for. Um, and that's his only hope. The difference there is the state of Florida was the one to say, hey, we fucked up. We fucked up our election process. Uh, and that's why it went to the Supreme Court. It wasn't because one of the candidates was claiming that there was was something wrong. So it would take the state. I'm not necessarily disagreeing that there is fraud or there is an issue, but that it would take the state of Pennsylvania to admit it. It, it can't just be Donald Trump saying, I think it's fucked up. It would have to be Pennsylvania saying we fucked up before it would get to the Supreme Court. Um, and that's the the only way Donald Trump's going to win this, well, this uh, contention. There's a lot of stuff coming out in Pennsylvania, a lot of whistleblowers. Uh, we'll see. Uh, what's her name? Kaylee McEnany, uh, the press secretary. She was on uh, Hannity last night and she had a stack, like hundreds of affidavits that people signed that are willing to whistleblow on uh, the election process uh, in Pennsylvania in, in, uh, and actually more so Philadelphia. My question is, what the fuck is going on in Nevada? I mean, you got a state here that's got six electoral votes. They only have a population of about three million people, and we still don't know who won there. That doesn't make any sense at all. They I mean, New Hampshire, has, New Hampshire has 1.3 million people, and we knew who win that night, you know, and uh I mean, what New Hampshire, we have voter ID. We don't mess around in New Hampshire. We're very, I mean, there might be a little fraud in New Hampshire, but it's, it's minuscule. I mean, compared to, and, and that would be in the big cities like Manchester and Nashua. Uh, but I mean, 
we I had said that in the last the pre-election show that they were guessing that there was going to be 800,000 people vote in New Hampshire. It was actually over that. We had a massive voter turnout in New Hampshire. And the point is, is a lot of the polling places, they were overwhelmed, but we still got the number right at the end of the night. Our polls closed at, I want to say, 7 o'clock. It was either 7 or 8 o'clock. I want to say it was 7. But we knew by like by 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock, you know, what the deal was in New Hampshire. I don't understand what's going on with Nevada, why we still don't have anything from there. Uh, you know, obviously, obviously, there's some voter fraud going on there. There's no reason for us to not know what's going on. And I'm just reading a report here. An Arizona representative points out that the number of potential non-citizen voters in, in Arizona is higher than Biden's lead. Uh, so Arizona is going to end up being is going to end up being uh, an interesting state too. Again, why don't we know what's going on in Arizona? I mean, it's ridiculous. We should know what the fuck is going well, on. Well, that's the thing. That's that's my point. Is like they're they're hiding the results and they're they're leaving a little bit of room for error, right? You know, the Democrat, and when I say Democrat, I'm not talking about like the people, the average citizen that's a Democrat. I'm talking about the highest levels of the Democrats. There are a lot of things, but they're not stupid. You know what I mean? We may think that their policies are stupid and the way that they articulate thoughts is stupid, but they're very, very fucking good at getting what they want. They're really good at getting what they want because they've made California I should say 80% of California almost unlivable to where people are, you know, it's a mass exodus and those people aren't abandoning their, you know, their, their political ideologies when they move to places like Texas, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, New Mexico, Utah, all these places that are very nearby. And some of them move across the country and they're still voting the same way. And that's a very, very intelligent way to spread that see because why the fuck haven't they lost one of their electoral points you know what i mean they're still 55 or whatever if so many fucking people are leaving why isn't their 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 uh electoral college points dropping if that's actually the case and this isn't like it's the first year that it's happened it's you know a lot of people have moved out over years you know so there's, there's probably people a lot of people moving great way in to too though ryan I mean, that could be a people. Oh, I want to go to California. Everybody's moving. Now it's the time to go. You know, everyone wants to, but how many people can afford it? You know what I mean? And people may move there and then move right back out. I think a lot more people are leaving than moving in. You know what I mean? The, 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 the cities have won the American uh, uh, system. Most of the global system, 82% of the world's population lives in cities. There's lower crime rates. There's less pollution. Lower there's crime also, rates in cities? Absolutely. <laughs> no, there's lower not. Crime, yeah, absolutely. If you lower poverty, <laughs> lower, lower poverty is <laughs> lower. lower poverty. Yeah, no, it, it matters. But the numbers, the numbers are one thing. You have to measure it against the population, which makes You're talking it, per capita. Per capita. Exactly. No, that's still exactly. false. So look so, up per capita crime rates we, right now. We, we can't, Remember when we did this and you were saying that California was fourth also, behind there's Arizona? Also the, there's also the poverty <laughs> concerns where the deep state poverty based. The deep state wants people to move into cities. The deep state wants people to move into cities because they're easily to be controlled when they're in cities. If they it's, live it's outside of the are, city, they, they, they can't be not it's because there are jobs there yeah. no that's a dangerous thing you just said and that's not true for anyone listening that is not fucking what crime part? rates in cities are fucking exponentially higher and that's a dangerous fucking thing you said 
It's very, very exponentially lower in rural areas and suburbs and anywhere else. Last time we had this conversation, you thought, like I said, California was actually a safer state than Arizona because you're going in alphabetical order, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the case at all. At all. If you just look at the numbers by themselves, why again. do they call Chicago Chirac? No, absolutely, there are outstandings, but there are <laughs> no. also there are also Atlanta's there, nasty, there also Phoenix out, is nasty. There are also the outskirts of Tulsa, no, and you're not dude. just talking about cities here. You're talking about sub cities. You're talking, you're about, talking sat- about cities, satellite cities. You're not just talking about in the midst, which is where the richest people are these days. This the midst of the cities. That's where the richest people have moved in. The exurbs, that is where Rich the people buy acres of land. Ex, let's hear the, our, the, our the exurbs. Hear. The exurbs is where the poor people have moved. Unfortunately, poor people is where crime happens. And that's Brandon. so much higher in sub in exurbs and in uh, <laughs> and in rural counties than in, than in than real urban cities. You will you will Brandon. see this by any search. I got a book out there that I can pull out right now and pull out the statistics. For I want to hear the elders on the show. Talk about why the fuck that was dumbest shit to say. I can pull out the book That's right fair. now and we can Brandon. Yeah, go for it. Have you ever come out to Dove Mountain or out to Sabino Canyon and seen some of the homes these people live in outside of the city? You don't have the gym clicks, you don't have fucking, you know, the Tucson elite living in the city. Come out to Dove Mountain. Right. I'll take you through the tunnel sometime and show you out here these homes these people live in. You've never seen homes like this. Yeah, you're talking in, about in no, not in Tucson, but in Pima County in the suburbs, not yeah. in the city. Yeah, you're no, you're, you're talking. They don't live in the city. You're talking. There's fucking a lot of crime in the city. Paul, Paul, it's the same thing in Boston. People in Boston, people that are in Boston, they're making big bucks or everything like that. All the money people from Boston fucking live in New Hampshire. And and they live in New Hampshire. And they live in uh, like nice places like Amherst. Uh, They all live up here at the lake, Lake Winnipesaukee. You drive around there. You have never seen so much money put in one on one piece of water. I mean, anywhere else in New England. I mean, you just don't. I mean, those are, I mean, actors, uh, lots of famous people live up at the lake. And these people from Boston, all these millionaires, they don't fucking live in Boston. They might have an apartment in Boston. But Boston, I mean, parts of Boston are very safe. Other parts, you, you Roxbury, uh, Dorchester, you just, uh, even, even South Boston. I mean, you, you just don't want to fucking live there. You, you want to get out of there. You're making my point for me. So you're saying that in the excerpts, there are an absence of jobs where there's a huge disparity between the rich and the poor. We're talking about Rio de Janeiro levels. That is where the crime happens. It's not the rich people. It's the poor people living next to the rich people in these excerpts. Let's talk about the U.S. People, cities. The poor people have been priced out of the middle and even the suburbs in some, to some extent. And by the broken windows theory, a highly, very controversial theory. But U.S. One that, cities. But one, US that, cities. That, one U.S. city. Name one U.S. city that's safe. Being major U.S. city that's safe, not Rio de Janeiro, not fucking like Ciudad Mexico. What do you want to talk about? Theft, shootings, anything. Detroit, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A., San Francisco. That's there's people shitting in the street there. Exactly. So it matters what you measure it by. I'm saying, but but by crime rates, there's a lot of crime going on. Metallica moved out of San Francisco. You've got the city of love, and I'm telling you, you guys are making my points for me. The people who are moving out to the exurbs, they're moving to to places that are not populated. 
It's all, all it all it is is numbers. You have to talk about the number of people who are in the cities, then divide that by the number per of times. Exactly. Which per I had capita. to tell you about. Yeah. Oh, exactly. So when you move out, <laughs> there's a lower amount of overall people, a higher amount of rich people, a, a higher amount of rich of poor people to steal from those. So more and, more people per capita, right? But so that the makes the percentage is, that makes the percentage all the more easy to, no, to, to game. Yes, it does. Because look when you have world, when you have a the, lower denominator, that means that the, the change in the higher denominator is going to make less of an effect. So, so, so just to lay out here what I'm talking about per capita here. So if there's 25 people and there's not in Dove Mountain, but there's, there's 25 people in Dove Mountain and one crime occurs, but there's a thousand people in downtown uh, Tucson and one crime occurs. The rates, the per capita rate will go up faster for the suburbs, for Dove Mountain. Okay. But the thing that Dove Mountain crime is probably jaywalking, where in, in Tucson, it's five murders. Absolutely. No, it, okay. it matters what crime you're measuring. And you can talk about violent crimes. If that is the case, we can get into that. But you're talking about crime rates here. Uh, it's, it's not just jaywalking. It's, it's not just jaywalking. <laughs> Household abuse, right? Especially in these places where you don't live next. In times to of COVID, possibly. But here's a perfect graph for you to check out. So uh, we're looking at a thing. I'm, I'm going to show Brandon right now. So simple assault, and we're looking at urban, suburban, rural, uh, and then serious violent uh, victimization in urban, suburban, or rural. Absolutely, it rural is still the lowest fucking line, and that's a .gov website. It, there, it matters. It matters what crime you're talking about. It really, really it does. Sh I'm it not, shows you. I'm right not there. talking about murder. I'm not talking about guns. Literally showing a fucking graph. I'm not talking here. about murder. I'm not talking about guns because there are obviously more guns. Well, look at the graph. You haven't even looked at the graph. Look at yeah, the yeah, graph. No, I've got it right here. Look Purple at this. is still the lowest. No, and no, that's no, 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 no. Rural. Look at this. Rural is below. Sorry, sorry. It's the it's the red. So urban, Rural's rural purple. is above. Rural is the light blue, man. It's Dude, above that. Purple and light blue. That's that's simple assault. Simple this assault. Is, this is violent crimes. Exactly. So again, it matters which one. Because you have a degree. You have a you have a crime rate. Simple here assault. It's like a fucking misdemeanor, dude. No, we're talking. Not we're just, talking violent not just, crimes. Not and not just to men. <laughs> it's also to women too. Because it matters whether you're in an eggshell crate apartment building. Where you hear the, the you hear the violent, the, violent. purple exactly. is the one that we're talking about. Exactly. There. No, Lowest. As I said, it matters, but you're ignoring what's above here. Yeah, the blue, like yeah. So yeah, it's like maybe like shoplifting. Oh, see how or, see how how see how it starts to crumble now. No, shoplifting. <laughs> You've got it right in the middle there. Yeah, in it the matters middle. which but, which crimes you're talking about. But what's above the middle is that blue in the simple urban, which is rural, which is rural. rural. <laughs> Dude, above the red is rural. Okay, hold on. I'm going to show you guys this red <laughs> real quick. How did this conversation begin again? <laughs> I don't even remember. Crime rates, crime rates in the city versus in the rural areas. Gotcha. Urban's okay. the blue, rural's the light blue. That's, that, that doesn't help me at all. Yeah, they look very similar. <laughs> I'm too drunk to analyze this. <laughs> I tap Wrong. out. So I was going to, I was just going to uh, tap in for I a mixture of the two. <laughs> I was just going to come in for a second to talk about our actual community. And, uh, the crime right here is if you can't, I mean, like Brandon said, if you're counting violent crime next to nothing, if you want to count like we defenses, 
and a bum urinating in the street, sure, it might be higher. Theft. But we're not really worried about uh, people that have weed or that piss on the side of a building in the middle of the night. Like That might jack the crime rate up because they're poor homeless people, which I'm pretty sure the left is really concerned about. But if you go into the inner cities, the violent crime is way higher, which I think we're all a lot more worried about than somebody pissing on the side of a fucking building. I was going to say that too. Like I would way rather take a stroll through a rural community than through downtown Oakland just by myself. It it really, no, it really does matter. And that's because there are fewer people, right? Like you have houses separated by more, by more square footage that that is going to come into effect. So it, it really does matter what crime you're talking about here. We've got these rates right here that show that it's urban right above it. So why, Brandon, do you live in a suburban area than a city? Why do you live out here? Then? Dude, you live in a suburban area. Too. I you live in a rural you, area. You live in an exurb. Yeah. I live in a rural area. Exactly. And I'm, I'm doing my point. I'm saying, why don't you live in a city if they're safer? You live in a suburban area. Well, I don't define where just by how safe it is. But why, sure. And you wouldn't either. I would. Yeah, hope. I would. That's why I lived out in the rural areas that's because only, I feel like it's safe. That's yeah. the only thing you're considering. Absolutely. You've seen my house. It's not, it's nothing special. Which I, makes sense because for you, for you, it is safer for the amount yeah. of people in there, which is the per capita rate that we're talking about. If you were yeah, just a safer. statistical, if you were just a statistical pick, it would in a rural county as a person, not per square footage, but per person, it will happen to you more. No, I would say because my my dad lives in a suburban area, right? And we can't go off of we can't go off of anecdotes here. We have to go off of the no, data, and you're we're you're pulling a, you're pulling it off of that size. pull right there. No, we're taking a sample size right here, right? This is so what we're doing. So, Dad, you had uh, a neighbor of yours two two streets down. Their house got broken into, right? The guy yeah. didn't have a gun, right? Or you tell the story. Uh, yeah, two doors down to the west of us, uh, family was just. Chilling out. I think it was a Saturday night. Guy literally jumped over the back wall. There's desert behind us. Jumped over the back wall, busted through their patio door. They freaked out, ran out the front door. You know, he was on something, obviously. Um, Called 911. You know, I, I see the flashing lights out of our front window and go out and ask Danny what the hell is going on. Hey, this guy just Busted in. He took me in his house, showed me the broken down door and shit. Um, the guy was really fortunate he didn't do it two doors east because he would have left in a body bag instead of an ear. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, you've lived in that house for 20 years. What's that? Sorry, you, you lived in that you lived in that house for 20 plus years. How many times has an incident like that happened? And I understand where you're going, Brandon, but how many times has a situation like that happened in What's that? That was exactly once in this neighborhood. Exactly. So how many times do you think that like people in the city may see a situation like that go on or hear about a story like that? With someone directly related to them or, or, or a neighbor or something like that. It's not just once 20, almost 30 year period. Cause like it was, you know, you guys have been living there. since I was like two years old, 30 now. So it's closer to 30 years. 
that's the, and again, yes, we're taking a sample yeah, here. You, you also know more people in the city. You tend to. You also are closer to other people. And no. this is not a representative sample. This is five people. You're to represent the entire dynamic between urban and rural life. This is representative at all. So you think that there's more people that know are in like the city of Los Angeles than like a small city in the, uh, Ohio? On, on average, you take any uh, randomly, you take any group of people. I think that you're this, hearing is, this has been brought out by by <laughs> six over and over again. Just be that you live next to to more people, well, you you will tend to know more people. No, the I think that people look that. each other more. The statistics, they, is, I'll tell you that. Well, I, I would beg to differ that. I, I would say that if in a community, if there's people that are going to actually know each other, let's get some opinions about this. I take it we're off the election now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I guess. I don't know how we got to crime. I wanted to get back on these Dominion voting machines. Yeah, let's talk one thought on on what they were talking about um, before we closed it off. And it kind of went back to, um, I can't quite remember what it was called, but one of the statistical things you were arguing uh, before about the election. Um, And it comes down to what's called the, the gambler's fallacy. I was reading about this today in the, the Roots of Consciousness. And it's all these arguments that this statistic's an anomaly or this statistic's an anomaly. But the truth of the matter is if you widen your scope, um, if you, you s- zoom out on any statistic, then anything becomes possible, right? Um, anything, any weird statistical anomaly falls within chance. Uh, the example I read today was uh, at the Monte Carlo Casino, one of the roulette tables once rolled a blank 28 times in a row. And while that might seem like a, a mystical, magical moment to get 28 in a row, um, if you zoom out and think about all of the roulette tables in all of the world that have been played over and over again every day for, for however long, then statistically speaking, it's actually not that much of an anomaly. So when we zoom out on any statistic or when using any statistic to argue a point, uh, it, it kind of falls into this, this fallacy because who knows? I mean, right now that statistic might point to this, but in a hundred years, the statistic could be in the other direction. Right? I think it the technical term is uh, Abraham's laser. <laughs> I believe that's correct. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm telling you, man, we're not we're not talking about the future. We're not talking about the past. Realistically, we're talking about right now when it comes to crime rates. Uh, we may refer to the past and we may predict the future, but we're realistically m- most humans care about what's going on in the here and now, right? So my point is that I, I firmly do believe that cities are more dangerous. And yeah, maybe there is a higher population, right? And maybe this will contribute to it. But again, we're going back to per capita. So this is what makes the cities more dangerous, in my opinion. And I think statistically and factually speaking. But uh, Ron, you wanted to get to Dominion. You, you had some more shit about the Dominion voting systems and then after that i think we should probably wrap this long ass episode up 
Well, yeah, I just wanted to go over the Dominion thing real quick, but before we sign off tonight, and I know I know we're going long tonight, which is awesome. It's been a great show, but uh, I just wanted to uh, jump in a little bit of COVID news after that, because it's been a while since we talked about COVID. But uh, yeah, so these Dominion machines are really coming into question. Now it's being reported that there's a lot of Dominion employees that are becoming whistleblowers uh, in explaining how they work. Uh, and even through their uh, the user manual saying how uh, different votes coming in can be tabulated wrong uh, in the Dominion machine. So I think we're going to find out a lot uh, about that. And that's what they use primarily in Georgia, which I had said earlier in the show, even uh, election officials in Georgia were concerned about the Dominion machines. And the Dominion machines were also used in uh, Michigan. Which, of course, if them two states go for Trump, that's going to be huge. That's, you know, not only will he gain those electoral points, uh, votes, but uh, obviously Biden's going to lose those. That's going to tip the scale. Uh, and then if Nevada or Arizona ever figure out, figures out what the hell they got going on. But these Dominion machines, I think they're a problem. And I think we're going to hear more about those uh, as this investig- investigation gets a little bit deeper. Uh, but other than that, uh, that's uh, that's all I got on the Dominion for now. Uh, a lot of stuff is coming out of the woodwork in the, in the last, uh, like today, on these machines. And I think it's something that I think people that are listening, you know, go out there, do some research. Uh, and, and there's a ton of videos out there, the vulnerabilities of these uh, of these voting machines. It's just so hard to know what to believe, you know. It's just- no, I agree. I agree. But but I mean, it's a tid, it's a tidbit of information that we can look into, and that's part of what we do, right? We we get some information, we try to determine if it's legit or not. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting too, tying back to the Clinton Foundation. I mean, what the fuck is that Clinton Foundation worth? You know, this is practically a publicly traded company at this point. You know, it's almost like a McDonald's. You can look up like what what their net worth is and it's really hard to find you'll get 20 different numbers from 20 different websites or 20 different sources so you know when you're able to pay jay-z and beyonce in 2016 like a hundred million dollars or whatever the fuck it was for their concert to endorse the clintons uh i mean what the fuck are they doing how are they getting this money first of all um, you know, it, it, it's hard for Trump to find someone, you know, you got like Kid Rock performing. No one really cares about Kid Rock's music. I mean, come on, let's be real all summer long. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like it's, it's just it's an interesting fucking thing, man. Once they've been around for that long, it's hard to to really kind of, uh, you know, kind of gauge the idea. And they came out of Arkansas. Arkansas has got some of the highest crime and, you know, for a rural area, like you're saying, and then also uh, just like 48th or 50th in like education jobs uh, in the top 10 of like homelessness. It's a shithole state. Realistically, you know, any I, listeners in, in Arkansas, not talking shit about you, but it's a rough fucking place to live. And this fucking powerful ass family comes out of this Ozark area. What the fuck's going on with that? When you bring up you bring up the Clinton Foundation to tie it to uh, Dominion, because I think there's been some kind of accus- funding accusations that there has been funding from the there's Clinton Foundation to the uh, to Dominion. There's documents. Okay, good. I would love to see that because all I've seen is Dominion giving twenty five thousand to fifty thousand dollars to the Clinton Foundation, which is a 
quid pro quid. I think that's what they call it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I would love to see the documentation, maybe you can post it, but well, I, I, I don't. The, I don't, the other I thing is, I is that is Dominion is a Canadian company. Why are we having companies outside the United States make voting machines that we use in the United States elections? I mean, we should be making that shit here. And, and I know that Canada and the United, you know, United States and Canada were very close economically and, and, and as a people, I mean, I consider Canadians our brothers, you know, uh, but I mean, there's still, there's still some shady shit with this Dominion. Uh, we're going to find out some shady stuff going on for sure. Uh, and, and of course, like Brandon's right. I mean, we're seeing a lot of things, uh, you know, uh, supported by Soros, supported by the Clinton Foundation. I mean, and I've seen those reports. I've seen those reports myself. Have we any way of, uh, you know, verifying that? I mean, yeah, we probably could if we had a few days of solid research because, you know, they're going to hide all that information. Yeah, I think that was me that said that, Ron, actually. Thanks, though, Ron. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, you, no, you no. just threw no, Brandon I, a free. No, well, what I said, what I said was Brandon <laughs> said that we have to take somebody's reports with a grain of salt. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, let's wrap this up, guys. We've been going for way too long. We got way off track on some bullshit crime statistics. Uh, anyone else got any closing thoughts? Um, I just had a. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go for it, dude. I was just gonna talk about wieners or something i don't know really no <laughs> i just wanted to bring up something uh something to go back to a couple of the shows that we did uh previously uh these covid numbers covid numbers are going up uh remember how i had said the other night that covid killed the flu so i mean is this why these these numbers are going up but yeah going back to the predictive programming show we did i uh saw this interesting tidbit today uh which which i consider to be predictive programming like at its finest uh, there's a new movie coming out called Songbird, and I watched the trailer, uh, and it's done by the same people that did the uh, A Quiet Place, which was a great movie, uh, and the same people that did uh, The Purge. And the premise of this story is that in 2024, uh, COVID-23 comes uh, and gets everybody sick and, and how the government, uh, because they had the tracking ability to know, you know, who's sick, who isn't sick, was uh, gathering up all these people and putting them in, you know, what we would call FEMA camps. Uh, it's just interesting movie. That's I'm not sure when it's coming out. I did watch the trailer. Uh, you can go on YouTube and just put in Songbird trailer. You see it. It actually looks like a really good movie. But I mean, that's shit that's probably going to happen. And like you say, predictive programming. Let's show people ahead of time. Uh, what what they have to look forward to in 2024 isn't that far away. Yeah, it's scary, man. There's like that lady outside that uh, she's trying. She, you know, you're, the idea is you're not supposed to leave your house if you have a fever. And she happened to leave her house, and then she gets a fever when she's out in public, and she's trying to like fucking like bang on her neighbor's door to get inside and she's like let me in they're coming to get me and they're like fucking no we're not letting you in you got a fever you know what i mean and then the government comes in scoops her ass up and takes her to god knows where you know what i mean like that's scary that's that's a realistic possibility of where we're going at this point with the possibility of like a social credit score um you know tying that into your finances your bank information and all that stuff so that sounds like australia uh, right now is going to be very very I'm kind of <laughs> Oh, I just said that sounds like Australia right now. They're doing kind of some crazy draconian shit down there. Well, I think that's a test run. I think Australia is a test run for the United States. 
I mean, it's crazy what they're doing. They're locking people down in their fucking houses and, and wear a mask when you're in the house. Yeah, it's bad in Australia for sure. In Australia, yeah. it's mandatory to vote. If you don't vote, you get fined. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, so, so some dead people be making some money. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the podcasts we listened to, they talked about having to go vote. They're like, oh, shit, we have to go vote today because they're fucking forced to there for real. It's easier for statistics for Brandon. I mean, if everybody is forced to vote, it's way easier to measure like who voted for who and who to lock down, you know? It's kind of like a census in a way, too. You know, it, it uh, counts population, so to speak. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they didn't even they didn't even finish the census. They stopped taking census around here. Yeah. It just kind of fucking faded away. Like, eh, okay. Yeah. yeah, maybe we maybe we don't want to know how many people are here. Oh, we got uh, ours. <laughs> interesting shit, man. So yeah, let's wrap this up, guys. It's getting late for us. I know everyone's uh, you know, exhausted right now. We got a long, long couple months. We may be doing a couple more of these episodes in the near future. Uh but <laughs> yeah, well no, I mean thanks to everyone that jumped on my dad. Uh, Ron from New England, Chaz of the Dead, and Legit Bat Podcast. We are Dangerous World. Love you all. Love you. Hope to see you all uh, very soon. If you made it to the end, congratulations. Uh, you get no prize. <laughs> You've earned but this something. Is, this is probably the longest episode. Uh, so thank you all. And uh, I, I do really want to thank you all uh, for jumping on this for real. very, very interesting conversation that we had this evening. So take care, guys. And stay very safe out there. Good night, everybody. Night. Good night.